Good morning, Milan. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Good morning. Wait. Make this a hashtag. I know. I was like, I was about to tweet it out, and I was like, it's mm-hmm. not a hashtag. I'm like, I'm learning because the auto generating thing is a, is a new thing. And I just, oh, th- wait, 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 wait. Actually, try this. Uh, I still I'll- don't have the tweet button, by the way. Oh, that's, this is sad. Wait, try and see if the at populates. Oh, wait, you don't have the tweet button. Okay, wait. <laughs> don't they sell a biblioteca? What? Uh, also, when I like, okay, so. Okay. So is it supposed to generate the hashtag when I share the t- share the space as a tweet? Yeah, you need the tweet button though. If you don't have the tweet button, it's not gonna do it. Um, yeah, you're gonna need the tweet button. But uh, when I hit the tweet button, if there's a hashtag in the title, it puts the hashtag in the tweet. Hmm. Which is dope. I'm low-key just hoping that they also do it for the at of the either of the host or of if you put it in the title. I don't know. Maybe that might be too much, but that could be cool. Uh some of the some of the OGs. Did I tweet this out yet? I don't think I did. What's tweeted. up, Kyle? Morning, Kyle. Let's wait. Let's see if I actually tweeted this out. Because I don't want to tweet it twice if I didn't tweet it. I didn't tweet it. Okay, we're going to tweet it. Sorry. Thirsty for... No, that's too much. Um, No. Mm-mm. Um, uh, I'm running out of intelligent things to tweet. Um, I'm gonna just put another one. <laughs> Good. I feel like my Twitter ads are so weird. Uh, oh my god! You should have seen the. There was a Twitter ad that I had yesterday, um, and it was Bing. And it was like, Hugh, I want to keep up with the newest things about Bing. And, and it was like, us, we like follow Bing Dev. And I was like, no one wants to keep up with the most recent updates for Bing. No one cares. That's hilarious. I'm running out of things to... Uh... Uh, what's the word for intelligent things to tweet? It's not snarky. It's um witty. Witty. I'm running out of witty tweets. We'll take suggestions. Okay, and then the sun tweet. I will tell you, I used your. Uh... I used our tweets yes well your tweets yesterday from the space to um make my social media report for my boss. It went Let's over go. So thank you for your tweet thread. You're welcome. You Helps are very keep- welcome. <laughs> Morning Kyle. Just letting you know we are recording as you per usual, but I figured I'd just restate it. What's up, Kyle? How's it going? Another great, fantabulous, absolutely awesome morning. Sounds like how I uh, sarcastically start every one of my mornings. Yeah, pretty much. Sounds accurate. Oh, wait, I have things I want to talk about. Um, okay, so how intelligent do we want to get right off the bat? Do we want to be semi-intelligent right now and then get more intelligent later? I guess that sounds sick. I got an hour, so bring bring the whole thing. Randy and George aren't here, so we'll start with this. You can watch TikTok on American Airlines now instead of watching your uh, your usual movies. 
Thank God. That's actually hilarious and kind of great. You get 30 minutes of free TikTok. Think about how, like, if you sit back and just think about that for a moment, how bad of an idea that, like, it sounds kind of funny at first, but then the longer you think about it, it's like, oh, that is actually the stupidest thing because that completely undermines the point of TikTok in the first place. Like, the whole value it adds meaning that you can interact with it and build up the um, algorithm specifically for you. I guess you're not wrong, but TikTok figures out the algorithm so fast. Well, I guess it's a thing of like, you can't, I mean, maybe you can log into your TikTok account, but you would just be watching whatever TikTok is like giving you. I I love that. I think that is hilarious because also like, <laughs> you got to think about it. Like think of the... <laughs> think of like the brainstorm room either at TikTok or American Airlines don't know which one came up with it first that was like we should have in flight social media scrolling that makes sense like what do the kids want they don't want their their <laughs> CNNs and Fox Newses they they want uh TikTok I've heard of that let's do that like <laughs> let's add a TikTok stream can I be on services <laughs> I would prefer YouTube. I would prefer Adless YouTube. Like YouTube Premium for me would just be. I would much prefer that over TikTok. I would. I would definitely take TikTok. I would also love if it, again, breaking the algorithm. I know it would be like annoying if you always flew American and you couldn't sign into your account, but I would love to sit through a flight and just see what TikTok would feed me. Also, if you did it international, like if you took an international flight, like halfway through the plane, like would you just start getting different content? That's That's interesting. There we go. Almost certainly not. It m- more than likely the um, it's kind of like a VPN, right? Like you've heard of the yeah yeah. So wherever you are on the plane, like if that's an American plane, almost certainly not totally sure, but almost certainly your internet's always going to appear to have come from the same place. I would totally yeah. In flight, in flight TikTok would definitely watch. I use my plane rides honestly if they do have like screens and stuff. I always watch all the movies that. I didn't watch during the year. That's like my favorite thing about long flights. I'll be honest. I'm a book person on a flight. I also haven't been on a flight in a very long time. But the last time I was on a flight, I was a book person. Mm-hmm. One of the book people. Give me a book and some, occasionally some earplugs. And I will just, I will just read I will read a lot. I will read many words. I will read flipping many pages. I'll read across many state lines. And why I can't take a comfortable nap because you have your reading light on. And that's (laughs) the biggest pet peeve of my entire life. I haven't flown overnight. That I haven't done. Every flight I've still turn the cabin lights off. I also, I mean, I feel like this is kind of different. I don't ever take flights during the day. I take flights at like five in the morning. So it's still dark out for majority of my flight. <laughs> Why is that? Every flight I take is at five in the morning. And it's like, you know, the probably the worst part about it. <laughs> I'm usually like, for me, I take them not because I like them, but usually because I want to get the most time out of wherever I'm going. So yep, that's I just exactly take- it. It's it's more of the landing time and less of the leaving time. But I mean, don't get me wrong. Every time I'm up at like 3.15 in the morning to catch a 5.15 flight, thinking that the airport, like no one's going to be there. And for some ungodly reason, it's super packed. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> like, why are we all here? <laughs> I haven't taken this flight in a while. First of all, I live in Philadelphia, and the Philadelphia airport, while being a big international airport, is for whatever reason always empty, so that's great. Like, if you ever need to get through, you can get through in 15 minutes, and I have. But the uh, the trip from the East Coast to the West Coast is pretty trippy, because you'll wake up at 5 a.m., and then you'll go to San Francisco, and you'll get off the plane, 
and it's like still five a.m. <laughs> or it'll be uh it'll actually be like uh eight or something. I can't remember what the time difference is, but it's still crazy early. It feels like no time has passed. And um so now you just have three extra hours on your day. Yeah, time zones. They mess me up all the time. The other thing I wanted to say is uh, oh hi Rand. Um they apparently TikTok has also added stories. And you saw that Twitter got rid of fleets, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I just fuck yeah, fuck fleets. See, I liked tweet. I saw them as like an opportunity to um, be more likely that a particular tweet of mine got seen. Like if I had a a tweet that I particularly liked, I would share it as a fleet in hopes that more people would see it. And you could easily see how many people had seen it through a fleet, which I enjoyed. Yeah, it's just yeah, fuck fleets. I could see how it would be useful, but I'm just like so over it. Fleece was just not it wasn't it wasn't holding up. It wasn't carrying its weight. Well, I hope they continue to build up spaces. I mean you know that too, but I've I've had um you know, a lot of uh, requests for spaces, especially like for instance the ability to speak from a desktop, that would be life changing. Um and I want to see how far they take it. A friend of mine and I were talking on Twitter, too, and we kind of remembered slash forgot that Twitter used to do live streaming, too. In fact, they still own Periscope. Um, and you can still live stream through Twitter right now, but it will warn you that they were going to discontinue that feature, like, months ago, but it still seems to work. <laughs> no, no, you can live stream. Live streaming is fine. They killed Periscope, the app. Oh, okay, yeah. You still have to Periscope go to... It's weird, though. Integrated. Periscope, like, that's what they're using to do spaces and lives. Right. Like, right. They use for Periscope, in case anybody didn't know. Yeah, so they still use the word Periscope. But, yeah, but, uh, you know, spaces are, are good and all, but I really hope we get... Uh, I, I want to see if there's maybe more live streaming, too, because, uh, I don't know, I could see it all. I can it doesn't see have it. to be audio only. See, I don't want all of it. I'm just... it. I don't want all of it, and it I also feel it wouldn't make sense for Twitter. It's like, how much do you want to muddy the waters of what gets done on your app? That's a pretty valid question, especially when you think about like how people use Twitter and the different um, communities on Twitter and such, and, and what exactly it is that you're targeting. I kind of use Twitter, I guess, like almost as like a text version of TikTok. So like, I wouldn't mind seeing like a live stream come up and then like I could stop on that if I wanted to kind of scenario. But the interesting thing is like for them, it's like they want to serve the public conversation. So like live streams aren't super focused on the public conversation. You know, if you have like spaces way more focus on a public conversation. The whole point of it is a conversation. When you... Maybe it's just the limited scope of my thinking right now. When you start having a a bunch of, like, live streams, like, Twitch-style live streams, it can get dicey. Because then it, then it's like, all right, so am I coming here just to consume or am, am I here, coming here to, like, be part of the conversation? And then it's also, if you're going to have like, these Twitch-style live streams, then it drives you to more interact with one person ver- and, like, a channel versus driving you to interact with the community. And I think one of the great parts about Twitter is it drives you to interact with the community first and the individual second. Uh, I think you bring up a good point. We were even talking about this and uh, when we were kind of brainstorming, we were wondering if we could figure out a way to put up video, but that's also like, you don't want to just invite random people up on video either. Audio you can deal with. I've never had an issue with it to date, but you know, I'm not prepared to make the same risk on video. Yeah. It's just, I, I think that's kind of, cause if you, even if you look at it, the ways that they're looking to 
set up these extra features, they're focused on contributing to the public conversation. In review, it's like you're giving thoughts in a blog form, which people already did. Um, <clears throat> the live stream, I think it could, I think it, I think it could work for fine. I just, I don't think it's going to look the same as other platforms at all. And I don't want it to. Like it, I like the simplicity of this is focused on words. It's not super focused on, it's focused, it uses pictures as references for words, but it's focused on words. Um, and I think that goes back to a lot of the things that people are requesting for depth for like spaces. I, and I mentioned this to somebody yesterday, I can't remember, but it, for spaces and for so many other things, it feels like people love to request things that are nice to have versus need to have. Like things that would like actually be game changing for the product versus nice to have. For example, I think talking from a computer is a nice to have because it doesn't actually improve your conversation. It just changes how you're allowed to interact with the conversation. And maybe you can give a little bit better production value. That's it. That That's all you're doing. That's all that adding like the computer is going to change is you being able to talk with your mic or play other stuff and then record easier, which recording is already pretty easy. That's all adding, from my understanding, that's all adding a web portal to like enable your mic is going to do. And then it's also going to probably lead to more people playing copyrighted material, which I'm not a huge fan of, but people can do that now anyway. And then, for example, things like, uh, what was one of the things that we were talking about yesterday? There's, basically, there's just other features that they're talking about that when they talk about them or when other hosts talk about them, it's like, this would actually improve the ability for a person to host versus just versus a nice to have, which would be to tune in from desktop. I need a more concrete example for that to make sense. Morning, Rand. Good morning. How are you all doing? Absolutely fantastic. Nice, nice. I feel like you add a very different ending to that word every time. Yeah, I'm trying to find more made-up words that mean awesome. Because yeah. I... I I hate when people just say the same word every day. <laughs> <laughs> Make it interesting. Hi, Milan. Hello. Hello. Oh, since Rand's here. Rand! Yes! You made a podcast. I made a podcast. My first episode. Oh, that's podcast. exciting. Yeah, um, I interviewed this really. I'm 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 a hundred percent sure. Like this guy's a genius. Just nobody realizes it. Um, he created an app in like two months. He launched it on Twitter. Sorry, on Reddit. He got twenty twenty two thousand downloads overnight. Million interactions on the app. Um, a lot of people started reaching out to him. He's just so cool. And he's our age. He's he's twenty three. Which makes it even more mind-boggling. And then you listen, like, at the end of the podcast, he shares his personal story. And you listen to that, and you're like, jeez. I'm 100% sure this guy's some kind of a genius. But I loved every part of talking to him. He's We became really good friends. Um, you all should really listen to it. <laughs> what is what is his app? Uh, it's called WeWatch. So essentially, it's... Um, Let's say you and your partner cannot decide on what movie you want to watch. Um, think of it as like Tinder for movies where you both just like swipe on movies. And let's say if you and your friends or you and your partner both like the same movie, it will tell you, oh, you all like this movie. So you all can watch this movie now together. That is very cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cute app. It's like a more like a social app. Like it's more fun, but the fact that it blew up the way it did, 
and like he's so humble about it in the interview um like he's not one of those entrepreneurs he's like yeah i planned everything it was strategic you know he's like yeah i just launched it and yeah it just happened and you know he's, he's like very sweet he's very sweet i think it's really cool if he launched it on reddit like i would never think to launch anything <laughs> on on reddit but it's also like reddit is something that moves like wildfire like i feel Mm -hmm. like reddit moves probably at the same pace as twitter like it's fast i think it's even faster if you're committed if you're part of the community yeah yeah reddit is extremely cutthroat and it's very very hit or miss like you're either going to get to the front of the page or you're going to be ostracized for self-promotion. Mm. Or people are going to love it and promote it, promote it. But if people hate it, they're going to destroy it. And your soul. <laughs> and your soul. That's why I'm so terrified. Because we want to launch our product on Reddit. But I'm like, if they hate it, they're like... It, yeah, I'm... Mm-mm. That's, I'm going to go into depression. <laughs> so my only tip would be don't submit it yourself. Have like a friend do it and be like, my friend did this thing. Because if you do it yourself, they'll hate it. <laughs> That's interesting. The nuances of Reddit. Guys, I'm trying to find this tweet, but I wanted to share the Rihanna being a billionaire thing. and Because Rihanna's I find it interesting. Yeah, Rihanna is, according to Forbes, officially a billionaire worth $1.7 billion. Isn't and... that absurd? Like, for any music, anyone who plays music in general, like, to have a billion dollars, just to think about that? Like, you, like I don't really care what music you make. <laughs> I don't care if it's the best song I ever heard. That's absurd. Yeah, because um, she doesn't do music. Well, she does music. but she's Rihanna? Like, her money's not from music. It's from Fenty. Yeah, it's from what? Her makeup company. Her oh, makeup okay. company. Yeah, okay, like good. a whole fashion makeup line. Okay, well, and, I mean, that makes sense. I feel like a lot of celebrities do. Is that where, like, the majority of the money... So the, is music more of an on-ramp to these other... Uh, any musician who's a billionaire is not a billionaire because they're just... <laughs> they're a billionaire because they, they were a musician, which got them noticed, which then they used to do something of impact. That that makes sense, and makes yeah. yeah, that makes a lot more sense than making a million dollars, no matter how many shows you play or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. in the present moment, nobody's making a billion dollars off of their own music. Fenty Fenty Beauty has a higher. I learned this yesterday. Has a higher worth than Kylie Cosmetics, which is which I did not Sorry. guess correctly during trivia, but found that out yesterday, and I was like, dang. Yeah, that sounds accurate. They're probably both like made or operated by the same parent company. Someone's yeah. winning out totally. Whoever's making the makeup. <laughs> facts. Yeah, factories. <laughs> factories, factories. Who's? Yeah, I also because the one tweet that I've been looking for that I can't find was. Uh, it was a tweet about millennials' opinions on billionaires. And then it was like, 2010, we hate billionaires. And then in 2016, it was like, we hate billionaires? Question mark. And then 2021, it was, hi, Rihanna. <laughs> and I can't find the tweet. And it's like, uh, it's one of those tweets where you see it and you're like, this is good. And then you like it and then you never see it again. And I need to remember to bookmark these things. I have a hard time with that meme just because, like, it was, like, what, literally a month ago we were saying, um, like, F. Bezos, which is clearly a little bit different, but, you know, if we're just talking billionaires. Yeah. It is it, it is funny because people change their, uh, their opinions on billionaires regularly. Especially or based on who the billionaire is. On the person that you ask them about. Exactly. Which I don't think is necessarily bad. Uh, because I think there are some billionaires that get their money from just doing the the the, the things that people think billionaires do. 
And then there's the billionaires who are just like, money is a holding for value. And if you change, for example, let's say you changed 100 million people's lives and you brought them each $10 in value, this should equal a billion dollars, theoretically. And it's just like when you it, when you can impact the people at that largest scale, then it's it, it doesn't. Of course, you're going to be that. Um, the The difficult thing is impacting people at that large of a scale, right? Because um, I, I, a lot of people will have conversations like, once you get to that big a number, it's not really about the number. It's just like you're just playing a game to see who has the biggest number. I don't think that's wrong but i don't think that's bad to do that either oh we could have a a whole conversation about this this could go on for days this particular conversation oh danny thank you danny sent me the tweet i'm reading an article right now on uh i found it guys i found rihanna and how much all of her companies are worth and how they're like coming to this number it's on forbes there's probably an article right under that that talks about the unethical practices that led to it being so profitable in the first place or something like that. That's how all billionaire things seem to go, right? Like, you can't make that much money without ruining someone's life. Oh. Well, I, I that's the other thing I think there are. So the other thing that I listened to yesterday was the podcast between Joe Rogan and a refugee from North Korea. And I thought it was interesting because she talks about how literally how we live was unimaginable to her as a North Korean. And then it's also from our side, it's like, it's unimaginable for us how bad of a situation that was. And it's kind of, a lot of times there seems to be this weird thing where companies don't do exactly as much as they would do for people in the United States. For example, maybe they just don't pay them as much to build the same things in a factory that they would pay in the United States. They pay them a lot less. But over there, the money means a lot more. And well, yeah, that's why they do that. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you, by the way. I, you know, I'm, I'm a capitalist. If, if anyone cares to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, that. that's why they do it, because it, they can pay that price, because in that country, it means a lot more. And then some people are part of the, ethic, uh, the side of this ethical debate, where in order to, if you were paying somebody less than what you would pay somebody else, then that's not ethical. Although at the same time, that's one of the foundational things of capitalism. Yeah, I I don't I'm almost scared to I have a lot of opinions about these things, but it's like it's impossible to cover everything you mean in a sentence. So it's very easy to misunderstand the whole point. Yeah, of course, of course. You just don't want to miss these edge cases that are so crucial, right? When you're making generalizations about these types of like global economic things. I think the interesting thing is like how people like to take generalizations and go oh, there's this one case, this is wrong. Yeah, I, I absolutely despise that. Like, you know, everything um, everything is like a statistics game, right? Like, do you think world peace is 100% achievable? Because I don't. Um, do I think there is some percentage of world peace that is obtainable? And, and like, do I have any fraction of an idea of what that is? No, I don't. But there is probably a balance point, right? Where you like, you can go so far and that's the best you can do. So we should aim to do that, right? Um, but what I don't like is when people say, like, you didn't aim for 100%, therefore you are evil. Um, I guess to, like, bring a hot take to the topic, spice it up a little bit, I am someone who approves of people going to space, whether or not that was done by a rich person. I don't actually care who goes to space as How long as humans go to space. You know why I want billionaires to go to space? Because I want to go to space, and I know if they get to go to space now, it's more likely that I will get to go to space in, like, 15 years. We're all going to space. I want space. I want <laughs> Whether it's now or four billion years from now, at one point you are going to be in space. 
I just want to go to like that's a bucket list thing for me. Go to space. For sure a bucket list thing. I would honestly just be happy to know before I die that like people landed on Mars or something, right? Like uh in my life in the whole time that I've been alive, um we've not been to the moon. We we've done some pretty cool things with our, with um landers and rovers and satellites and like oh yeah i mean we've done really cool things don't get me wrong but um i want to see a person from this place on a different place (laughs) even if it's the moon (laughs) i'll take it imagine if we could have like just like the arc from uh if anybody's ever watched the 100 if we could just have like a ship like that there's just like we could go live on a ship and we could start Working on our way towards a different planet, universe, etc. Just by existing on, like, an arc. You mean Wally? Well, Wally, but like, there's a there's another show called The One Hundred, where uh, so the entire premise of the show is they blew up. It's it's similar. They nuked Earth, and then everybody went and lived on a space station that floated through space, looking for another planet for them to inhabit. And then eventually they get back to Earth and they launch some criminals at the ground and then they go, oh, okay. Um, it's actually not that fucked up. We can actually come live down here. So then they go back. But essentially they've been living on this arc for I think about a hundred, a couple hundred years. I have this really stupid thing with Twitter spaces. I don't know if anyone else has it. But, like, sometimes y'all will come through my speaker, which is what I want. Sometimes you'll come through my um, Bluetooth headphones, which I have them on right now and would prefer you to come through. And then sometimes randomly, you just go into, like, a regular phone call where I would have to hold up the phone to my ear to hear it. These are reasons I would like Twitter spaces on desktop. Interesting. Reconnecting my Bluetooth headphones seems to have temporarily solved it. So I missed the last half of what you said, unfortunately. What kind of phone do you have? This is a Google Pixel 3 XL, so it's a little bit older now. I'm going to get the 6 when it comes out. And uh, oh, I'm shout using... Shout out to the Google Pixel. What? Shout out to the Google Pixel. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I a huge to... fan of this line. I used to have one before uh, I switched to the iPhones. Yeah, and now the switch iPhone. is heavy. I got a few friends who, who made the fatal switch. It is what it is. It's not for me, <laughs> but, you know, you do you. <laughs> And, uh, fuck. Oh, so the 100 essentially is they nuked the Earth and they were like, oh, we're going to go live in a space station until the Earth is inhabitable again. And then they sent some criminals to Earth and that, like, these kids who were criminals to Earth instead of, like, executing them. And then they were like, oh, well, I guess we'll, uh, I guess we can go back down now. And that's the extended plot line. And then eventually... That's also the plot line of Australia. That's the plot line of a lot of things. And then eventually they blow up the Earth again, and then they gotta go to... Uh, then they go to a different planet. Honestly, sounds like a show I would really enjoy. Yeah, it's a good show. It's a really good show. I've enjoyed it. It's from the CW. They've, I think it's on Netflix now. You can go watch it on Netflix. It's fire. Eight out of ten, highly recommend. Have you ever seen <laughs> turning this into a "Have you ever seen"? Have you ever seen uh, the Orville? It's a uh, Star nope. Trek kind of spoofish kind of thing made by I Seth MacFarlane. Ads for it, I have not seen it. It is honestly a fantastic show, and I'm highly anticipating the next season. It's been three years because there was a whole bunch of nonsense with the whole Disney Fox debacle, and then COVID and all types of stuff. So season three is coming soonish this year, I believe. And I'm very hyped. It kind of has a Black Mirror feel to it if you're into that kind of thing. With some humor. Did we we talk about Scarlett Johansson suing Disney? No, we should. I think we... Actually, maybe we did, but that's a good conversation, too. Shout out to Scarlett Johansson suing Disney. I hope she gets her money. Yeah, we (laughs) talked about that yesterday. Okay. (laughs) Did we talk about it in depth, though? I don't know. I think we just got the highlights. Oh, I remember we brought it up, and then we got to what new movie theaters have to do to get people to actually go to movie theaters. Oh, yes. Then we that went to Movie Pass. Well, they were already having problems to begin with. 
Yeah, we were saying it's like they have to be more of an experience, but that'll be a wormhole that we'll leave for yesterday. And there it says. Oh, have y'all been going? Has anybody else been going to the Twitter creator sessions that are getting uh, hosted under Art House? I ha- I've, I've seen them. I haven't yet. Oh, I need y'all to go. I need y'all to go today. Today is the last day, and today is all the spaces stuff. Well, not all the spaces stuff. The one spaces thing, and then the after party. So what I'm- time is it? Starts at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern Time or 10 a.m. Pacific. Gotcha. Here's the thing. Get there. They have talked about some things that aren't official yet, which I cannot share in a public forum. But if you DM me, I'll share it with you. Maybe. (laughs) But yeah, definitely pull up. Jazz is going to be with them talking spaces today. At the early session, and then in the later session, there's going to be kind of like wrap-up kind of thing. And then there's going to be a little Spaces after party, where they're going to hop on the Spaces and just chat with us and people. Um, I'll definitely be pulling up to that, but I think that'll be cool. And then also, like yesterday, there was a whole monetization on Twitter chat. And that was like a 30-minute sprint of a bunch of knowledge about monetizing on Twitter and building a business on Twitter and making Twitter a place to get money and communicating with people on Twitter. It was great. There's been some really, really great tips and really great discussions as well. Big fan, 10 out of 10. Highly recommend pulling up today. Everybody else sounds pretty awesome. I'll, I'll definitely check it out today. Anybody else have anything to talk about? Um, we're launching our product in September 1st. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that was the saddest tool I could have ever gotten. Come on, boy. Come on. Woo! <laughs> Sorry, I, was I would to... normally back this up, but it's too early. <laughs> um... But yeah, it's, uh, it's coming together. Very excited. Um, also very nervous. But we also got accepted to this. Uh, I think I told you a little bit about it, but it's a very big incubator in Toronto. It's called the DMZ. We got accepted as part of like the, the woman's cohort founder. So like we get everything for free. And um, it's a three-month intensive, which is pretty cool. We just started it. Um so we're hoping that helps us with like our go-to-market for the launch and our fundraising strategy in the next couple of months. Um, but yeah, it's scary. It's scary. Is this like this isn't the first like what is it called a investment thing firm? This isn't the first firm that you've worked with, right? No. So the first round was twenty-five k. It was like very small. But now we're going for the big million. Um, so uh, it's very different. Like anybody is willing to write a 25K check if it's a decent idea. Um, but not everybody's willing to write a million dollar check if it's a decent idea, right? It has to be like, a, it has to be pretty influential in the market. And they have to see that it is. Willing to write $25,000 checks like that? Oh, yeah. There's this... Um, I'm going to need you to connect me with these people. So there's this company called Hustle Fund. Um, essentially, what you do is you send them a pitch deck, and within 48 hours, they tell you if they're giving you a 25K check or not. 48 hours. Wow, they have streamlined that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they streamlined angel investment in such an incredible way. Um and immediately, it's like they tell you this is something that we think is cool, or so here's 25k, or this is something that we don't think we can back. Um, and literally, they give out 25k checks like that. <laughs> um, they're they're more. I think their philosophy is about, you know, if we're able to get out enough 25k checks, at least one of them is going to do well, right? Um, they're rather than spending one million dollars on one company and putting it all in one basket. 
That's Kyle, pretty interesting. Kyle, we may need to we may need, may need to discuss some things. Oh, I don't know if you know. We could have been discussing things this whole time as well. <laughs> That's what I figured, but yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll chat. We could chat this weekend, because even though Jan's on vacation, I'm sure we could find a way to uh, chat with some more business stuff. Honestly, selecting those types of investors is such a headache. Um, I mean, it doesn't matter. It depends on, I guess, what size you think you're going to get to. But um, basically, each investment you take is is a huge, massive, massive decision that has implications long into the company. And uh, you want to make, it's not even about the money. It's about certain appearances when it gets to a certain point. It's about who, what investment firms you're working with and what they're known for. And honestly, yeah, I'm not a marketing person. It all makes me sick. <laughs> it's, it's people, things, and politics. Everything's the same. People act like things are different and they're all the same. Yeah. It's this gross. Is, this is why I'm, I'm getting a little bit stressed out. Not stressed out, but like. My face is breaking out a little bit because, like, <laughs> um, just simply because like the capital is available, right? If you want money, you've got money. That's not the problem. The problem is who's being, who's who's backing the money, what they're known yeah. for, and are other people are gonna like it? Simple, because there's and this is for a newbie entrepreneur like myself. It's actually very hard to identify, but there are a couple of investors that. It's like nobody likes to deal with and nobody's going to invest afterwards if you if they invest in you. And it's like a whole bad reputation. So like getting to know these industry, you know, drama, it's it's very difficult if you're not inside the VC world. It's like as a startup, you're just like, geez, now I got to learn the politics before before anything. And I got to be very strategic and like planning. OK, if I want this person to fund me, then I'm giving up this person. If I want this person to fund me means this door could open right and it's, it's, yeah but i do have like one investor actually three investors that i'm kind of in love with and i would do it like i i just want them to invest in my company um and if either invest i think i'm like i'd be happy very happy that'd be dope i feel like everything boils down to human dynamics like either politics or individual human behavior. And I feel like not enough people like or math. I've let me not discredit math. Either <laughs> that or math. Like group dynamics, individual dynamics, or math. And I feel like not enough people Math is used to check the dynamics, not the other way around. Well see, I feel like sometimes like the other thing for me is like physics. Physics has nothing to do with humans. Like, if you drop a ball, a ball drops. Like, that's just going to happen. That has nothing to do with humans. And I think that's the other, like, that is the other law that governs so much. Almost everything comes down to human dynamics and the laws of physics. And math. I just contain math and laws of physics in one thing. And a lot of things actually boil down to human behavior and, like, playing politics. That's the other thing. I think a lot of people think that politics is just for politics politics, um, like, governing politics. But there's, politics is just how, like, handling groups. And that exists in any organization, any group of people that you're ever going to see ever. Any community. Uh, if I learned anything from organizational behavior classes and the student government that I was briefly a part of, it was that there's politics in everything. And once you get, if you can get good at politics, you can improve your, uh, your viability in a lot of areas. This helps you in life in general. All right. Anybody else have anything they want to talk about? I need to bring more headlines. It's a Thursday. Thursdays are always like that. I, there's the, Thursday has the most stuff going on. I don't want excuses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need y'all to bring more stuff. There's like so much to talk about. 
and uh, my brain is blanking on what there is to talk about. So I'm going to blame y'all for my lack of having things to talk about. You are very welcome. Yeah, so how about that stock market, right? Oh. Been <laughs> wild. Oh, wait. So it actually reminds me about something. But one, stock market, wild. Also, Robin Hood shot the fuck up. I know, I'm kind of upset. I got in at the beginning. I <laughs> thought about it, but I was like, you know what? Like, I wanted to be in, and I would, because I was thinking to myself, like, I think it's a great idea. I believe in this shit. There's a lot of downsides here, but, like, I think they're still going to pull through. And oh, then fuck. you remember how oh, everyone in the I world mean, hates them. I think I might have spoken too soon. Hold up. <laughs> oh, they back down finally? Well, you know what happened no, was... No, they're not down. They just... They they kind of flattened out. So they like right. peaked really high and then it corrected a little bit. Like it went up to like seventy something and now we're back at sixty five. But so I still I think it's gonna come down. I haven't like sorry, what'd you say? I got I was just saying I got it at thirty eight, so it's fine. I do wanna clarify, right. I only own like seven I only own like two stocks. So it's not like I'm rich or anything. I'm too broke to actually make significant money. I don't know what significant is, but I have like half of my money in Robin Hood currently, to be a hundred percent honest. Um, Wait, you and- have to, all right. Let's 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 clarify. Half of your money is traded using the Robin Hood app, correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. okay for cool. a second, I thought half of your money is in. Oh! Oh! Yeah! <laughs> no! 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 Oh, oh my I God! Was, no! I was I was about to like give you a whole lecture. <laughs> no! You need no. to diversify your portfolio. What are you doing? <laughs> diversify! 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 Mitigate risk. I want to diversify into buying a house, but that actually just means like spending one hundred percent of my money and then a whole bunch more of money <laughs> in a house. So that's not really diversifying, is it? Um. So, yeah, houses are hard. But anyway, what was I saying about Robinhood? Oh, yeah, so Robinhood, um, you know, I really wanted to get in early on because I still think it's a great idea and everything, but, you know, the press is horrible. And uh, then there was talks of, like, mass shorting, which could explain why you see the price shooting up so high, just because it's, like, completely overshorted. Um, however, I we could easily verify that, and I have not done that. So um, who knows right now until we look it up. But... If it continues to go up, yeah, I'll be really sad. But my my assumption is it's going to plummet pretty soon. My thing is I, one, don't see Robinhood going away anytime soon. And two, it may plummet in the short term, but I'm sure it's going to go way past 38 in the long term. If it plummets, I'll join you. <laughs> is basically <laughs> what I'm getting at. Yeah, if it corrects, definitely happen. But uh, yeah, because I also have all of the the stocks i am trading other than uh the ones that are in like i also use another app called acorn which is like you put money in and then it diversifies it itself versus you pick your own stocks so i use that uh for a chunk of change but the majority of my money right now is in Robinhood, and i've i have increased it a solid percentage in Robinhood. And I obviously there are plenty of other people that have increased their wealth a solid percentage through Robinhood. And I think there will continue to be quite a few people that increase their wealth through Robinhood. So I don't see it going away anytime soon. Of course, there are some challenges like public and some other stuff, but I don't see them going away anytime soon. I love that Robinhood, I think Robinhood was the first to do it, but was the first to give commission-free trading. I might be wrong on that fact, but at least it was the first that I'm aware of. And uh, that really allowed, all, you know, not everyone, you have to have money to lose. That's, you know, clearly a requirement. It's gambling. And Kyle, just to validate what you said, even if they weren't the first, it doesn't matter because they were the first that everybody was aware of. Fair enough. Good point. Absolutely. And, and being the first that people are aware of is more important than just being first. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, so, yeah, so they made it so that you could just buy, like, one share of something. Because I, I had looked into, like, I was, even when I was a young kid, I, like, was, like, fascinated by the idea of a stock market and all that. Like, I was on those little simulators. <laughs> and so Kyle, I just want to say, I learned about stocks, and I was exposed to Tesla in the same year oh 
And I came home and I was like, we should get Tesla stock. And everybody called me crazy. Look at it now. Yeah, when I was a young kid, I can't remember how young, but I like said that we should invest in NVIDIA. And they were like, that's stupid kid. He thinks he knows things about video games. and <laughs> We'd be so rich. <laughs> sometimes. But um, I don't the even remember. Know the, the kids thing. things better than the adults. We were talking yesterday. Uh, Chris Messina hosted a space on the metaphors. Let me go pull his tweet. And the the woman that he had on was talking about how her kids use the metaverse and we started when i asked her it was like how do you feel like your kids have been affected by hopping into minecraft for like 20 hours a day uh, we got into this this discussion of how there's always the new thing that the kids do that the adults think is going to rot their brains and that minecraft and roblox may just be the newest version of that and then it got me into, like, there are so many things that these kids are just going to understand and see, uh, like we did when we were kids, that if you listen to them, you can go, oh, I can actually hop ahead of a trend. People need to listen to their kids more. Now, let me go find Christmas Ina's tweet about his pace yesterday. Because it was That's a really like common point. practice in, like, the, uh, like, toy industries and, and things like that, right? Like, not, um, like, fashion, too. Like, all types of things look to, like, younger kids to figure that stuff out. Yeah. You see Gucci hopping into Roblox trying to jump ahead and fucking brainwash people into thinking Gucci's cool. Yeah, that whole Gucci's cool. Gucci, Gucci, uh, what the fuck? I forgot the song. I'm not even going to It's just it. like some of the most blatant advertising. Like, I remember when I was younger playing video games and like it was completely unacceptable that some uh, racing game added real billboards in game that had like actual ads that weren't fake. They were like for real car manufacturers and people were like, no, that is complete, absolute nonsense. And now we're like, Gucci. <laughs> yeah. It's the exact opposite attitude. Yeah, although I do, uh, this is, I'm going to say this right now, not a huge Facebook fan. I'm putting this caveat here, but I like what they did of, we're going to limit your ability to target kids. I think it makes a lot of sense. This was in their ad campaigns. They said, we're not going to allow you to target children with your ad campaigns anymore i think that's just a law isn't it well it was like kids kids you can't but you can like target like young teens and they limited that yeah i think the um i think the law states that you're not allowed to collect data on any u.s citizen under the age of 13 if i remember yeah. correctly yeah so this was 13 to 18 was they limited. Okay, yeah, that seems like a good move. I mean, for sure. I can't see that. Some things, like, have un unintended backfiring, but I this I'm saying this genuinely. Can't see any backfiring on that one. That seems like a purely yeah. good move. Yeah, it's just... Uh, shout out to Facebook for doing a good thing. Uh, let me tweet this out before. Mm -hmm, space. Is there anything else people want? Oh, um, speaking of things that kids understand and new technology, I heard I yesterday was the third time that I've heard of the game Axie Infinity, and it has. I wanted to get into that. It's too expensive. Hey, if you want to, you want to get into it with me. We could probably get into it not that expensively. Maybe under three hundred bucks. Three hundred? Uh, what? It's like five hundred dollars per. Oh wait, well hold on. Explain the game first. Well, you have to get three pick the three axes, but occasionally there are people that sell them for like fifty or a hundred. They may just be shitty axes, but you can get in at that price. All right, I I can. I'll, I'm if that's true, then I'm super in. But uh, explain the game for for everyone else who doesn't know what okay. we're talking about. <laughs> This, this is going to be everything. It's I feel really weird typing this tweet and speaking at the same time, so I'm going to come back. So for anybody that doesn't know, it's Pokemon with NFTs. 
that's the whole thing. That was like so much easier to explain than what I was thinking, to be honest, but you nailed it. <laughs> it's Pokemon with NFTs, and you know how you could breed Pokemon? Uh, it, like, you could take them to the, the, the daycare. Yeah. They could get an egg. So, like, you can breed these axes. You can breed NFTs? There was another oh, game yeah. that already did this called Crypto Kitties, but, but this, this is better. The horse thing. The horse game apparently is wild. There are people making bank off that shit. <laughs> um, Yo, people but the same thing with these axes. Their hands to create this stuff. I think it's a really cool idea. Like, I don't know if this is messed up when you like factor that maybe children shouldn't do this. I'm not sure. But like, I love the idea that you could like have a savings account that is also a virtual pet. (laughs) Like it's a thing that you like actually look after. And then like, it has genuine value in doing that. Like, but then at the same time, like if you ever want to get that new TV, you have to decide if you're selling Timmy or (laughs) like however that goes. Yeah. The other thing that I find interesting is that there are people that have this as like their full-time job, like breeding axes is a thing. And if you look at how much some of the like the original axes cost to get, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not. All right, hold on. Wait a second. Can you just like, I want you to imagine looking at like your, I don't know how old you are, but let's say like your 10 year self, your 10 year old self and saying to yourself, you're going to be a farmer and you look at yourself confused. <laughs> you're like, I, that, that's impossible. I'm not going to be a farmer. And you're going to say to yourself, yes, no, you're going to be a farmer. And what you're going to farm is virtual animals in, in, in an online game. <laughs> and you're going to sit there and you're going to have a lot of questions. <laughs> Dude, I think it's insane. That is the uh, same th- concept as last time we were talking of, um, of like, yo, kids are going to live in the virtual world. Like, nobody wants to do real farming, but everybody wants to do virtual farming. You know, people are going to transition to that. Oh, everything that essentially the world no, has be- to offer us, we're going to make it 10 times cooler and make a lot more money on it virtually. Yeah, Randy, let's be clear. Uh, it's not that people don't want to farm. People just see value in the action more than they do in growing corn. If yeah. growing if growing corn was making people billionaires, everybody would be fucking growing corn. See, but here here's I do think farming is gonna become the next billionaire in like where people are actually gonna be making the billion dollars just simply because um there's a lot less farmers who are crafted and who know what to do. Um my mom studied uh what is it called? Of ag- agricultural engineering. So she's like familiar with a little bit with the industry. And she's just saying there's going to be a lot less farmers than we've ever seen. Um, the, even the farmers that are raising the farmers, they're not going to want to be farmers. They're going to want to come to the cities. They wanna get to, they're going to want to transition into this modern world. There's going to be very little people, even government support here, like government pays people to farm. Um, they pay, it pays them a monthly salary to, to, to become farmers. Um, it's also a lot of hard work. And, and a lot of people don't want to do that hard work. Like taking care of a plant, one single plant in your home takes sometimes a lot of your energy. So imagine taking care of acres of food that you're, that you're going to supply to you know, hundreds of thousands. It of requires people. a lot of money. This is a problem I see in like a lot of industries in the near future. You can do this if you have enough money. Mm-hmm. Well, that's everything. Uh, Kyle, the, what, did you think that didn't happen already? No, that, it absolutely. I'm just saying I'm agreeing it will get worse. I don't think it's going to get worse. I just think it's more visible. It's always been this bad. I suppose I see what you're saying uh, to like a high level degree, right? Absolutely. Malgrim, I worry that like you, know- you wouldn't be able to start like I mean, I'm I'm gonna switch examples from farm to like a small grocery store, just because I'll have a harder time making the analogy to a farm. But if you have like a, a small mom and pop grocery store, you can imagine like you need to hire like maybe two people to stock shelves, and maybe yep. you, well, maybe you probably need more than that. But you know, whatever. So you have all these different things. But um, if there's a robot that can do that, and you know, in the same way, maybe there's robots that water the plants and things. But if there's a robot that can do that, then you can have a store that just operates itself. Granted, you have a lot of money and that makes it impossible to have a store that's stocked with 
humans and run by humans who don't have enough money to, you know, because if you have to pay people versus pay a cheaper robot, if you have enough money up front, that seems to be a problem. Yes, but I think the other thing is like, the robot isn't less expensive necessarily than the human. You just pay it up front. And then you don't have to deal with politics. Okay, so that's still less expensive. <laughs> I, if I it wasn't less expensive, like... like the short, in, there yeah. is a period of time where it would eventually pay off, right? But uh, in the there is a period of time where it isn't less expensive. Like, starting out, it's not less expensive. It can get easier to manage as time goes on, but it, it, there is still a cost to it. Uh, that's one. Uh, two, Malcolm, we are recording. Just letting you know as you come up to the stage, uh, come to the stage, you consent to being recorded. Just letting you know. So, I I do think it's it's important to to note that, and that also that oh yeah, we should wrap up. It's like nine or six. Bye, Rand. And th- there's never been a time when it's like you need money to make money. This is exactly why we talk about this investment thing. You need money to make money, and you can either get money from other money, or you can get it from time, and the time that you put in to do things. Nope, you're absolutely right. I uh, also have to hop, because it is 9 o'clock here on the East Coast, and my website is starting, so great talk to you all. We should close up. Malcolm, I'm sorry, we're going to close up. (laughs) I know you just got here. Feel free to hop up tomorrow, man. All right, y'all. Have a great rest of your day. I will see you. Oh, I'm going to be hosting a little lobby session in between the two creator sessions that Twitter's hosting today. So that'll be at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, in case anybody wants to pass up a pass in 